Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Movie Talkers. We are your hosts, Hunter and Grant. And today, we're not going to be talking about The Purge. We're not going to be talking about The Purge Anarchy. No, we're going to be talking about The Forever Purge. And this ain't no pussy 12-hour purge. No, after that 12 hours is over, it's time for The Forever Purge, brother. The purge is over, but we're still going to keep killing people anyways. And, yeah, forever purge, ever after. Grant, we've never seen the purge movies. We did this because we thought it would be fun to watch a purge movie, having not the fifth purge movie, having not seen any of the previous purge movies. It wasn't very fun. What did you think of the movie? The movie went on forever. So that I cannot fault it for. In title, the movie is quite literally The Forever Purge. But also that sounds like something a baby would say. The Forever Purge? Yeah, it's like, okay, these guys are, are militiaing oh, and taking over America, and they're like, it's The Purge forever. Like, all, even the news in this movie just sounds like it's thought up by a child. Like, when they're talking about, like, armed forces and emergency services can't make it. It just sounds like the news from an episode of like Tonka Truck Fire and Rescue. This movie sucked. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it sucked a lot. I don't really know what I was expecting from a Purge movie. You know, I, I, like we both know the general premise where it's like, you know, to curb crime, the US government creates the Purge where you get 12 hours to do whatever you want, including murdering people or whatever. And so this has gone on for five movies now. And uh, yeah, I guess I wasn't, ex I, I don't know what I was expecting. I guess I wasn't expecting it to be so stupid. I was expecting it to be more entertaining, more stuff happening. Like this is the purge and crime goes on for 12 hours and a couple people get like shot in an alley and, I, I, and some racist terrorists try to take over Texas. But uh, I was like, where's the people doing crime? other than murder. Like, from what I understand, the, the big draw of this movie is that all class uh, class four weapons and under are, are legal and something like that. I guess you weren't allowed to use rocket launchers or something in the previous purges. I, I could not care to look it up. Like, that's how boring this movie is. It has not introduced me into the, the purge mythos like uh, a new fan should be. Like I went into this movie and if it wasn't called The Purge, I, I probably would have enjoyed it more. It would have been like, the it called this The Crazies 2. <laughs> I remember that movie. Yeah, just no Tif Tiffany yeah. Oliphant this time around. Um, nothing like that, just people went nuts and they're like, yeah, we're gonna purge America of immigrants and uh, other people. That, that, that seemed to be the main go-to for this was like, rah-rah immigrants bad kind of thing is that that's that's all the bad guys cared about yeah and as far as i know with the first movie like the first one came out like eight years ago the series because it's been going on for a long time it has a fan base they still do well but like the first one is just like it's a standard home invasion movie where it's like these people are trying to break into ethan hawk's house and kill him as far as far as i know the second one you get to kind of see more of the society and it's crumbling and everything but i wonder uh, obviously there's like some political undertones when you're having a premise like this where crime is outlawed and you know the government's uh, doing this and corruption blah 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 but uh, I, I wonder just how broad the other movies are when it comes to their political uh, 
subtext is not the appropriate word because it's right in your face. But it's just like this movie is so blunt with its political commentary that it feels like it's written by a 16 year old. That's what I was saying is that it feels like the, the dialogue feels like a child made it. It just sounds so like if America was being militiaed and taken over, I don't think they would. Uh, I mean, the, 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 it all starts at the name of the organization, the NFA, the NFFA. The New Founding Fathers of America. Oh, goodness. It's just like some, some 16-year-old's in government class, and he's like, yeah, this is, this is how it would be. You know, if I, if I had the government or something like that, it would be called the New Founding Fathers, and we would do a prayer. It just it sounds... The whole series is just needlessly edgy, but when it's needlessly edgy, I, where's the substance? Where's, like, we got a couple, like, camera or security, CCTV views of people getting killed, but otherwise, for a movie that, that's all about the purge, I think the best thing we got is some people dressed up as bunny rabbits, and after that, it was just people shooting at each other. There's no, like, horror elements of it, and I think that the, I don't know when the series moved away from it, but after the Ethan Hawke one, that seems like really focused in on that particular household, whereas this is like an entire state. I could have swore one of the Purge movies was like, and maybe the third one was like New America or something like that. Well, there's one called Election Year, and like they want to kill the president who wants to, like who's run, a woman who's running for president who wants to end the Purge. And so people want to kill her on Purge night or something. I, I, I mean, I, I have no idea, but it's just like, if you're gonna be so stupid and so broad with your political commentary, fine, at least make the movie fun, but oh my God, this movie was so boring. It wasn't until maybe the last act where I was kind of interested a little bit because at least like stuff starts happening at that point, but it just felt like it took forever to get going, you know? Yeah, there was like a 20 minute intro <laughs> where it's like how to be a cowboy. And I think it's kind of trying to set up like the main characters mm -hmm. where you have a guy who's an immigrant and his employer who um, is not racist, but is racist. Uh, <laughs> they, 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 I, don't, I don't know what they were trying to do with, um, I, what, what was Dylan? Dylan, because he keeps getting called by his first and last name where he, he's like, I don't like Mexico. I don't want Mexico in my home. And then I don't know if he was supposed to have like a, a change of heart in the last thing. He was like, I'm not racist, but I think all the racists should just stick to stick to their own. I was like, wait, what's the movie trying to say here? But ultimately, I think at the end, they, he sees in the new baby and says something in Spanish. And it's kind of like the movie's weak way of saying this curmudgeon has accepted a culture other than its own. But you don't need 20 minutes of like, hey, dude. To, to show us like how these two people think and feel. And in fact, like I thought it was gonna have more cowboying, you know, together at the end, like the two guys that don't like each other are gonna, and they do lasso the guy, but it's like there's no horseback riding and cowboying that actually happens. So again, the movie was just not fun, but also it was not fun when it tries to do the societal commentary. No, it's not. And I, I think, you know, it being like in a more rural area, like especially because like a big part of it is uh, that the two main characters are Mexican and like the opening of the movie shows them crossing the border into California and that's where it takes place is like right on that border area. So I feel like, because uh, the guy, uh, James DeMonarco, I think his name is, he created The Purge. And he's like a Don Mancini, the guy who did Chucky, like 
this guy has written every single Purge movie, has made the TV, there's a TV show on FX. So this is like a franchise that has expanded and this guy, James DeMonarco, has pretty much, uh, you know, just babied it the entire time. It's like, it's his thing. And so I felt like, you know, he wanted to do something different where it wasn't like in an urban-like setting, it was more of a rural type setting, so there's something different there. And, and, that, and that's what I wonder with just how broad the older movies might be, just because when the first two came out, and even the third one, like uh, things were less politically charged in, in the United States. And so this one, it feels like, like I just wonder if the other one, I'm not gonna go back and watch them because this one has not turned me on to it, especially if, if they're really all gonna be this stupid. But I just wonder if like the political commentary is that broad because that's such a large part of this movie is because you know, you have the Mexican immigrant characters and they're living with the American ranch family. You know, they're like a rich, rich white family lives in California, has their vast estate and horses and everything like that. And you know, there's a, uh, the main character, I guess I guess you could say the main character is Ana de la Guerra's character. I, I don't really know. There's not really a main character or satisfying arc or anything here. But her whole thing is just like she wants to assimilate to American culture. Her husband that she moved here with uh, does not really want to assimilate to American culture. And uh, Josh Lucas, who works in the farm, he doesn't like that uh, Mexicans are trying to assimilate to American culture. And he says at the end, is like, yeah, you know, it's not that I'd, I don't think white people are better. I just think that people should stick to their own cultures and everything like that. I'm like, okay, you're still like, it's just like what, like you said, what are you trying to say exactly? And there's not, it's not well written enough and it's not developed enough to where like either character has any sort of change of heart or like a better understanding of each other. They just work together because they have to, otherwise they'll die. Right, it seems like kind of a case of because the plot says so, you know, the, they, they kind of get railroaded into you have to cross over to the Mexican border in three hours or, you know, you get locked into purge land. And so it's it's like a do or die situation. But like you said, that does not give us a satisfying arc to either character. Because that's what I thought was going to happen is like they're driving and it's kind of quiet and they're talking to each other. It's like, oh, they're going to have a heart to heart and figure it out. And he's like, nah, I just think all white people should stick with white people and all Mexicans should stay in Mexico. And I'm like, oh, okay. That, why? Why would, like it seems so so clearly set up to, to fix the the characters um, you know poor thinking or think something like that but then the movie immediately uh, throws it off the rails and they I think they get attacked by some um, bikers that are part of the the new the new founding fathers association and they just hold up a flag like and and it's funny because the new new founding fathers association flag is like a snake eating itself and it's, yeah. it kind of gives me that like the don't tread on me vibes and I'm like okay kind of bonking it on the head, but she kind of puts up the flag, like, oh, we're one of you, and then the bikers just fuck off. They just fuck off. <laughs> I thought we were going to have, like, a cool big biker scene. Like, yeah. Or, or I thought with that scene where she does that, and these new founding father people are so fucking stupid that they're just like, oh, okay, she's one of us, and they all drive away. And, and, I, and I was thinking, I'm like, why doesn't everybody do that? I was like, that, like, this clearly works. These people are so dumb that they'll just believe it, and they'll just leave you alone, even though they were just going to murder you. A second before, but yeah, just like she says that, and like, oh, she's one of ours, brother. Yeah, what? Uh, a perch forever after. They ring on their, on their motorbikes and, and just disappear. Yeah, it, it's just like it's so bad. And what's hilarious is, you uh, had to go to, uh, to the restroom during the funniest part of the movie, and it's like, okay, so 
I'm sure uh, during the climax of the movie, you noticed uh, the homeless-looking bearded man that was suddenly an antagonist that we had in the movie. That they had to fight at the end, that they lasso in the neck and then shoot in the head. I'm sure you might have been thinking, I'm like, who is this? The head racist. Or, uh, the head racist. And that's the thing. You you went to the bathroom during the scene where he's introduced, where they're, the whole group is trying to, you know, they're running through the city, trying to get to the border. They're in, in an alleyway. And then the head racist and his girlfriend and a bunch of other racists come out. And that's what's funny about this movie is with Josh Lucas's character, where he's just like, no, I'm not racist. I think that the other cultures should just stay separate. Is that they have these really, really even worse racist people to make Josh Lucas look just a little bit better. Because these people, I, la- I-, I laughed so hard when one of the characters looks at the Mexican characters and is the main bad guy. It's like, looks like we got a couple of bad hombres here. <laughs> I, I was like, ha! <laughs> in the movie theater, I couldn't help it. I was just like, wow. That's really just on the nose, and it, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, are you doing the most obvious thing just to fuck with us or something? Because it's just like when you actually have a character say bad hombres, it's like I know what you're trying to do, and it's just bad. Oh, of course. And I got to wonder if like the other Purge movies are, are this poignant when it comes to like race or something like that. Like... <laughs> I'm very curious, but I again, I will not watch them. But I, I think that that's honestly like where the movie kind of suffers the most is that everything in the movie is drawn back from what I see in the previous movies. Like there's one where they have to kill the president. I don't know what year that came out, but it's it seems like that was would also be as politically charged as this movie. But when you have Purge three or four, who gives a shit about you know killing the president? Taking over a state feels like a step back in scope. And that's actually what I was expecting out of this movie is that I, I know like the titles or the posters from The Last Purge. And I know that just like any sort of you know low budget, high yield movie like Paranormal Activity, they kind of have to outdo themselves like uh, that or go a little further than they did last time. And all I heard about this movie is like it's purged forever. All all weapons are uh, legal, and I was like, oh, this is just gonna be like battle royale. People just like chopping each other up left and right, and we get we get this like really half baked, really soggy, trying to be uh, compelling like view on racial relations on the south border here, and it it just. I don't know. I don't think anybody's going into that movie and going like, yeah, that's exactly, you know, they got it right. You know, that that's that's how it should be. And I don't think any part of that movie, the resolve or anything like that, it was any sort of like takeaway. And so it just kind of is disingenuous the whole time, both because it's not giving us the the gore or the action that we want, but then it also fails to like actually say its message in a, a cogent way. Yeah. And that's the thing, if like you have the general concept of the purge 12 hours where people can do whatever they want. And it's like, have fun with that. It, it, feel, it feels like, like if, if you wanna have fun with that concept, go all out, make it over the top crazy, you know, all chaos, but also have a uh, strong like theme or narrative point or social commentary you're trying to make that um, you, you need to be, a very uh, intelligent filmmaker, I think, to be able to weave that together. Because the whole thing with The Purge 
is when the first one came out, I remember all the hype around it was literally just because, dude, there's this movie coming out where all crime is legal for 12 hours. Just imagine how crazy that is. They and go like, I know what I'd do. Yeah. I'd rob a bank or something. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, I don't. nobody is going to these Purge movies for serious political commentary, especially at this point. I would love to meet someone who's like, bro, those movies are incredibly deep and just like give me a dissertation on just all the purging They movies. get deeper and deeper with each release. At first they went after the White House, now they're going after the entire society or uh, socio-political structure of the state of Texas. Or was it California? It's California in this movie. Okay. The, the, it's the southern border, basically. The, uh, the main same. character, Dylan McNaught, racist, racist, has a Texan flag in his um, garage. And when he went into the garage to check the gun chest, I was like, Texas flag? American flag, and I was expecting like uh, like some sort of like crazy like don't tread on me or like something, but I, I think they probably saved that for like the head racist. Yeah, or uh, at, at the end of the movie during the big climactic battle scene, one of the bad purge guys he's wearing a Confederate flag shirt. Oh, there's the guy that has a Nazi symbol on his face. Oh, that part was just I I wanted to get up and leave. Like, I don't, I don't normally say that, and I don't normally say, like, this part of the movie is overstimulating and it's bombastic. Like, I almost think, like, that's a, that's a filmmaker's choice. And this had to be a filmmaker's choice, but when he's, like, jerking off to all the different gun sounds, and it's, like, doing all the different camera angles, and it's just loud and loud and loud, I was like, this, stop. This movie needs to stop. Just, like, get to the point where the guy gets his neck broken. Because they like build up to that, and then if I think someone snaps his neck, thank God. But it 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 was because like that guy wouldn't shut his mouth. And that's the thing; it's just a stereotype. He is just a neo-Nazi stereotype. It's not and even the Nazi thing. It's like stop naming off all the different guns and what sound they make, dude. You're you're driving me up the wall. Well, it's like, and that gives me an opportunity to bring up the sound design in this movie, oh. which is some of the. I, I, this is a wide release movie, so some of the worst sound design I've I've witnessed in a wide release movie in quite some time, as far as just complete uh, laziness and ineptitude. Like, because what about that Wilhelm scream, though? <laughs> That's one of the things I was gonna bring. It's up. just like in front, the guy falls off the rock, and it's just like you hear it. It's like they took Wilhelm scream dot wave and just. It right there in the movie no no like trying to mix it in. no 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 mixing or anything and like i noticed that during that scene where they're inside the armored truck and you hear all the gunfire outside it's the most just uh go on youtube uh distant gunfire sound effects and that's what you that's what you get pulled up it just felt like the most generic like full not even fully sound effects where it's just you know, uh, just like a preset in a program. Like someone's playing yeah. a Modern Warfare or something in the yeah. background. And, I've, and I noticed it first in the scene where shit starts going down and like, you know, all the ranchers are being held hostage by the purge guys and they're going to get killed and everything. And since they're outside, we got to have some ambient noise. So let's just put a cricket constantly chirping. And this is a long scene that's like at least five minutes long. And it got to the point where I was like, that cricket sounds really annoying. And I was like, wait, is this cricket in our theater? And then I was like, and then they like cut to like a different place and there was no cricket. I'm like, okay, that's clearly the sound mixing, but it's like, it's so obnoxious because it's the same sound effect looped over and over. They do that with over. Birdsong too, now that you mention it. Yeah. And I'm they, like, oh. They do that with Birdsong and they do it uh, when it's when they get out of the armored truck and there's all this chaos going everywhere. You can hear this like distant woman scream in the background and it is just a cliche 
just woman screaming sound effect that has been around for 60 years. It's like instantly recognizable, but it was just in the background enough, but I heard it. And I was like, wow, it's just like, they're going with the laziest sound effects here. And then they go with the fucking Wilhelm scream. The Wilhelm scream, like, in your face, like, front and center, guy falls off a rock, Wilhelm screamed out, wave, you and I just lost it. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, it just, like, there's no mixing or anything, because I even thought, I was like, that was the loudest Wilhelm scream I've ever heard, because... It's at the point now because even even general audiences know what the Wilhelm scream is. It's no longer like an inside joke between like sound designers. They may not know where it's from, but, but they, they know, know it. They've heard it before. It, it, it's become a thing where even movies use it as jokes, you know. But it's one of those things where if it's ever used anymore, it's either as some sort of homage to like the olden days where that sound effect comes from, or it's intentionally like supposed to be like, hey, "LOL, it's the Wilhelm scream." This one, just with how it's thrown on there, not even mixed in or anything like that, it literally felt literally felt like the editor or the sound mixer, whoever it was, was just like, oh God, oh my shift ended five minutes ago. I gotta finish this last shot. Just drags this the guy last dies. Time. I need just I need a sound effect for him dying. Just Wilhelm scream. Who fucking cares? Because I I can't accept that a sound designer in the 21st century does not know what the Wilhelm scream is. So it's either you're doing it to a, a, like fuck with the audience and make them notice that and be like oh my god they really did that or you're just completely lazy and you're just trying to go home for the night <laughs> this is not that sort of movie where it's like how this is fun bad so i don't think that that's the case like i think laziness kind of permeates the whole making of this movie because you're talking about lazy sound design this is something i did not notice but i know I, I don't normally notice but the lighting was dog shit in this movie like why is everybody's face in a shadow why is it so dark everything was dark and then when the movie actually gets dark god forbid you understand what's going on because it's just you know everybody's in the dark like some SWAT team mission but with no night vision but even in the beginning when characters are talking to each other there's people just blatantly standing in a shadow and you can't even see their face like I feel like there there's maybe some amateurs or some ineptitude in, in this movie, but I, I I almost feel like someone fresh out of film school would know that shit because they just got, it's ingrained in their brain because they, you know, just learned all that stuff in school. I feel like, oh, hey, someone forgot to bring the light kick to set today. Ah, it's no big deal. This is looks, this looks natural. Yeah, it's, we're, out, we're, it's out in the, the broad daylight. It's good. Yeah, I especially noticed that in the ending when they're in like the little deserted house by the border and they go inside. You know, there's no electricity or anything, so any light is coming in from the outside. And there were so many times where I, the, some of the characters, I didn't even recognize who it was because of the way it was lit. And it's also the way it was shot and edited. Like there's a big action scene where they're like fighting each other and everything. And it's just like... I had no idea what was going on. and But yeah, I noticed her in that scene and a scene earlier where it's just like, I feel like I should be seeing this person's face, but I'm not. That's what I thought when like these characters are having like establishing moments where they're talking to each other and like, hey, you know, uh, something, something, uh, purge hazard pay. And, he's, and the guy is handing out, the best character in the movie is handing out the purge hazard pay, which I just got to say, Dylan's dad, the best character in the movie, <laughs> only person that makes sense where he's like, I don't even know what this country is anymore. You know, it's supposed to be a melting pot. And I was like, and then he gets shot in the head. I was like, that guy needs to be in the movie to talk more because he's the only one that's not like overtly offensive. <laughs> where he's like talking about rational minded things where like, 
you know, it, it's, it's, you're just playing into the purge. It's government fat cats that make this, you know, it's the only guy who understood what the fuck was going on in the world got shot in the head in this movie. So that kind of pissed me off. But also when he's talking to people in the beginning and like they're kind of setting up their character motivations, you don't know who the hell it is. And, and this character that he's talking to is, is some asshole racist guy who is like gonna take over the, the farm, right? And so not only when you meet this character, his face is obscured, but then when the big reveal comes and who took over, who's holding the farm guys at gunpoint, the guy takes off his mask. I was like, who the fuck is that? Oh, I, I, rec I recognize him because earlier when he's given the hazard paid, the, that guy, because he's one of the ranch hands, mm -hmm. and like he says to the Mexican guy, saying, uh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna make sure this money's well spent tonight or something like that. I thought and he then, meant coke and hookers. Yeah, I, I I thought he was talking about guns at first, and then oh, when just they showed booze him, to drink through the the purge. That. That's what I thought. But like when I saw like people sneaking around the estate, I was like, oh, I bet it's that guy, and he's like pissed off or something. And he was already complaining about being kind of treated like shit. Well, he's earlier. a shitty ranch hand. He didn't have a gun. <laughs> what kind of ranch hand doesn't already own a gun? I'm not talking about for like shooting animals, but the, the, like shoot a rattlesnake uh, that's about to bite one of your horses. Like that, that's uh, a part of uh, a cowboy's kit, even today, is, is, a, is a pistol. You know, in case some, you get a, a, rat, a rattlesnake on, on your farm, gonna bite some cattle or some horses, you gotta shoot it. You know, what kind of shitty ranch hand doesn't already have a gun? And he's like, I just used my bonus purge pay on a gun. That's why I was like, oh, the, the asshole's going to buy coke and hookers and booze and he's going to have a debaucherous 12 hours locked up, you know, during the purge. Like, if I came up to you and I'm like, hey, I just got my bonus before purge night, you know what I'm going to do? You know, and just, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the vibe that I got thought. And I was like, okay, that guy's, you know, just locks up and gets fucked up during the purge, sure. Coke's legal anyways for the purge. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's fine by it. That, that's literally where I thought. And then he's like, no, I bought this gun to take over the ranch with. Like, and then he just kind of gets shot yeah. anyways. And, yeah. it, and that's the thing with this movie is the script and just how it takes forever to get going and it doesn't feel consistent. And it opens up and it's like, I, I, I thought because it's the forever purge and I knew the general concept was people, you know, you know, still commit crimes and when the purge is over. And I always thought it was going to be like the movie was going to open up with like the end of the purge night and it's like all right, purge is over and then the movie would go from there. But no, we have to get 20 minutes of setup before they show the purge and then we get 10 minutes and then we and then it shows the purge night. We get 10 minutes of people sitting in their house or sitting in bunkers or whatever just waiting. And then we get 10 more minutes of setup and then we finally get to the forever purge where all hell breaks loose and then after and then at that point it becomes like a chase movie so it starts off as like kind of like a home invasion type movie where people are being held captive like the strangers or something and it becomes a chase movie like mad max where it's like we got to go get these people because they're escaping to the border and it just didn't have any consistency to it and i felt like it i don't know just get to the point would have been tighter if it was just like the first five minutes was like, oh, the purge is ending, everybody. Go back to your homes. And then the movie goes from there. But no, it just takes forever to get going. And the characters just aren't interesting at all. And the the social commentary is just so blunt and comical. And it just... It, it, this, I, I don't know if these movies are supposed to make you think at all. 
Made me think about leaving the theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It made me think about just how fucking bored I was watching this. And just like, you know, I was like, I wonder if I want to go back and watch the other Purge movies. Before I saw this one, I was like, I wonder if I'll want to go back and watch them. But no, I just don't have a desire to. I'd imagine there's some sort of merit to the first one with Ethan Hawke. He's a good actor. He does things. Um, the first one probably had some, uh, you know, polish on it. Someone cared about the the production of it, just like the first uh, Paranormal Activity. Granted, you know, it wasn't there wasn't much to it. I still think it's like probably more well thought out than the rest of the franchise when they're when they realize, oh, these movies get made on a shoestring budget, but are making big big dollars. Just churn them out. And so The Purge, less so, but I still put it in the same camp as Paranormal Activity, where there's like almost one a year. And speaking of one thing a year, like th- this movie kind of baited us when The Forever Purge happened, there's a bit of a saw moment. You know, when the bunny guys attack and they. they... Oh, they put her in like a saw trap? Okay, so there's a goat. <laughs> there's this fucking goat in this, in this weird cage that you have to reach inside. And pull it to release the goat. And I guess that traps the lady, right? And it flips her upside down and starts putting like um, a cow euthanizer, uh, hydrolo thing uh, close to her head. And then nothing like that happens for the rest of the movie. Just one. It almost makes less sense because nothing like that happens for the rest of the movie. Like, I understand that during The Purge, people are crazy and dress up as bunnies or something like that. They wear that. spooky masks. The spooky masks. And maybe they had made some sort of fucked up saw contraption, sure. But then the rest of the movie is like, you know, long live the Confederacy, you know, uh, NFFA type shit. And it, I, I just, I wanted more crazy Purge shit, more like crazy, you know, hatchet chopping people up you know it's funny you said that the first movie you know as far as we know like you think that one has some credence to it i mean i heard the second one is actually the best of the bunch because the first one since it had such a small budget it was literally just a home invasion movie the second one apparently you get to see more of uh, how society handles the purge and what people do and you know you get to actually see it crumbling and it's it's you know it had a much bigger budget to do more with the idea and with this you know, I'm sure they had the biggest budget. This is supposed to be like the last movie too, so I'm sure they were able to go all out. But it seems like the Purge movies are just nothing but people running away and getting shot and stabbed, and that's it. I guess so. Um, you're, you said something that made me even more disappointed in the movie. No one said we live in a society. I'm sure it's happened in one of these movies. Oh, but I mean, after it's become like such a big meme, it's like there's no person being chased down on the street and then they're like, but we live in a society and then they chop them up or something. Yeah. That would have been fun. And this movie's devoid of fun, so never mind. No, there. yeah, exactly. There's no fun to be had. It seems like it just wants to take itself way too seriously for the type of movie that it is. And it's just like, you know, people go to these movies because they want to see the craziness. Or they want to do, uh, like, you know, sort of like a morbid wish fulfillment type thing. Where it's like, what, yeah, like, what would I do if, like, there was a purge or something? And with all these movies, I know murder is very high stakes and everything. But where is just, like, the little things? Or just, like, where it's, like, the guy who's just, like, I'm going to commit corporate espionage. Or it's, like, I was like or here's the guy who's, like, I'm going to embezzle all this money. I thought a guy was going to go do coke at his home for 12 hours. Yeah, or it's just, like, where, yeah, where, where's that movie? Or the guy just sits at home and does drugs. Or, yeah, or hours. just, like, 
um, does some insider trading, you know, sells all his stocks uh, on information he shouldn't have or, or something silly. Or where's like the Ocean's Eleven where these guys like, we're going to go rob this bank, but you know, also during the purge, but, but during the purge, but since murder is legal too, you know, so the security forces are going to go all out and booby trap. You know, there, there's, there's other things that you can do besides just people killing each other. I know that's like the big thing because, you know, murder is like the number one crime. So I get that. So, uh, you know, with, with this movie being the last one, I'm sure it's been kind of a diminishing returns type thing with the concept because I don't know the fourth movie. That one's called The First Purge. So when you're at your fourth movie and you're already going to the prequel route, you already know that you're already kind of running out of ideas. So this one is supposed to be the last Purge movie. And yeah, it's like as a, as a fan, I mean, I don't know how the fans feel about this, but I feel like I'd be kind of disappointed, I guess, because it just... It's just so dull and lame. We've also seen a better version of this movie. It's called Rambo Last Blood. <laughs> so where was the guy like, okay, Dylan McRacist, not racist, has a gigantic farm. Where's his giant underground uh, bunker with guns and like uh, Vietnam traps and shit for when the purge happens? He's like, anybody comes on my land, they're going to, you know, get into the maze or something like that. There was just so many opportunities, and it just seems like, I feel like this movie is sitting inside and doing your homework, and all the other Purge movies are like the kids outside playing baseball. <laughs> it's like, where it's like, I want to see those. They're more, they're going to kill the president, or you know, you know what I mean? Like, it just, every concept, even the first Purge, where back in 1776, or whenever it was, you know, that all sounds infinitely more exciting than oh, the purge got out of hand, so we have to emigrate. Yeah, and that's like kind of like the ultimate like end game or like really the farthest you can go with the series. It's like, okay, the purge stops being a purge and society just crumbles and the purge is forever now and it's just complete anarchy. But and it's not. At the end, they're like, oh, people are banding together. Yeah, to people are banding together. And it's like, where's that movie? I'd rather watch that movie almost, like where the people are banding together. Or it's Ethan like, Hawke comes back and he's uh, like, I've seen this shit before. It's, <laughs> it's like uh, the ending of Saw 3D when Dr. Gordon comes back. It's like Ethan Hawke. There's like a guy with a pig mask. takes it off. It's like, dun, dun, dun. It's Ethan Hawke from, <laughs> from the first movie. Yeah, and, it, and it's just, it all, it all comes full circle at this point. This movie was just... It was too everything. It was too stupid. It was too broad with its political commentary. It was too dark. It was too loud. It was too blunt. It was, it was too shitty. It was, it, 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 it was definitely um, a fucking letdown. Like, I, I was ready to just have schlock yeah. thrown at my face. Like, I was just... Where's all this silly killing and all this purge bull? Because people talk about the purge. I, I, I worked in an office once. Mm -hmm. and they were like, oh, we're on the water cooler. Hey, uh, Johnson, you see the purge last night? You know, the new purge about the first purge? Uh, you know, if there was a purge, I'd, I'd shit on a sidewalk. That's what I'd do. You know, they, and, and people talk about it. It's a movie people always talk about. People don't talk about paranormal activity like they do talk about the purge. The purge is something that, like, permeates stupid people society where it's like if you know the purge is what we need to, to fix america and also if the purge was legal i'd uh, you know i'd do this this and that like i feel like it's it's sort of a thing where you know people kind of just have uh 
a stupid fantasy is about like what they would do if all crime was legal. So it's something that comes up in conversation all the time. You know, it's like, you ever seen that Purge movie or I'd rob a bank? And with this one, it's just, I go in thinking that I'm gonna have a good fun time and be part of like that conversation around the water cooler next time. But we just saw the, like the Diet Purge movie where it's like there's barely any killing. It's all it's all political undertones that are you know very thick headed at best. Yeah, and and you know even the killings are lame. It's they're all from like C- CCTV. They're, yeah. they're all C- they're all CGI or you know this is an R rated movie and you have things like people getting shot in the head off screen and then you cut to the person with the bullet hole in their head, like or like uh, when he uh, has like a sledgehammer or something and he snaps the guy's head and you see the head explode. It's clearly CGI and like you guys couldn't have had. A fucking prosthetic head to explode it's like come on it's just like go, go all out here and then like you know when you brought up the goat trap earlier and people with the bunny masks are coming out like that's when i was like oh the movie's finally doing something it's finally getting somewhere and then that sequence is over and they're stuck in the van for the next five minutes with annoying neo they get Nazi arrested guys. they get arrested and the cops are like get in the van you're doing crime and then there's like these people in like just tormented, demented, like serial killer get-ups, like they're clearly crazy, you know. <laughs> I don't know, I feel like anybody who wasn't part of the main cast in this movie was also just willfully stupid, and I mean, that's that goes right back to the writing. These people, or whoever wrote this movie is writing cardboard characters, and that, that's, that's giving it a compliment. Yeah, and, and you know, artists, for the most part, there are some artists that kind of like devolve as they go on, especially like get less subtle. But for the most part, you know, artists uh, hone their craft and they get better at it, especially when it comes to like political themes. You know, they might be better with at their fifth movie at weaving in those political themes into the movie. So that's why it just makes me wonder it's just like, are the uh, original movies, are they as stupid? and as broad and blunt as this one, it's like, I have no idea. They gotta but, be. But the, it, it just feels like, but like, you know, the first one came out eight years ago. You know, it's almost a decade of this Demonicargo, Demonarco guy's life that he spent with the series. And it just makes me think, I'm like, has this guy really just not matured at all over these eight years? And he still has these... Or, you know, maybe he does have more nuanced political beliefs and he just doesn't know how to get that on screen in an interesting way. I have no idea, but it just um, it just feels like, you know, I know this guy is probably older than I am, but it feels like uh, he had five scripts that he wrote when he was 16 that he drugged up from the closet and he's like, I'm going to sell these. And I remember these. They're perfect. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it's just that... That one, that basic concept that's interesting of crime is outlawed for 12 hours. What can go on? And this one, it takes it that step farther about like anarchy and everything. But it's just, I didn't care. It, like, you know, I was expecting schlock. And instead, I've got really ham-fisted political commentary and just really lazy filmmaking. So I give it like a 3.5, 4 out of 10. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I give it like a 3 out of 10. Like, I... It's not often a movie that I look forward to having to go to the bathroom during the movie, where it's like I, I ate a burger and it and I had to go to the bathroom afterwards. It's like, oh, thank God. I'd rather lament on the toilet than watch more of the movie than I need That's to. That's the purge burger for you. The, I did have a purge burger. 
Yeah, pur- purges your bowels. I have uh, so I I've gotten as far as purging the president. We haven't gotten to the first. Uh, the first purge is the fourth movie or the third movie. The first purge. That's the fourth movie. Okay, yeah. So I've I've, I've gotten through three. Three, three of the purge. It's this just like this movie. It, it's it's gonna haunt me for a couple days where I'm gonna be like, ah, oh, that was such a waste of time. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Is just this is a a movie where it just feels like a waste of time. What's the runtime on this? Like an hour and forty five minutes. Oh my goodness! So I was seeing this and I'm like, oh, this movie feels like two hours. Like mm. it was, uh, we we were in the very top row. The other, any other uh, people in the theater, they were at the very bottom, so they couldn't see me when I would occasionally look at my phone. Oh, were you checking your phone? I, oh. I had it in the seat next to me, and I would, you know, make sure you don't see it. But I was like, looking because I, Cause I like, went into the I bathroom. That's home. the first thing I checked. Is like, what fucking time is it? Oh my god! And we're not even because I know that they bring out the checks around the third act, and I hadn't gotten the check yet, and the check wasn't there when I got back. And when I got back and I saw the check wasn't there, I, was, I, I just I deflated a little bit. I was like, oh, yeah. And the, it just the movie was just over. Then credits started, and it just a couple. I just sat there just for a, a couple seconds. And then I just I just started laughing. I was like, "What the fuck did I watch?" This it kind of broke movie? you a little bit. You're like, "Oh goodness." I, I I was thinking it would be kind of. I, I thought I was like, "The new per- there's nothing else really coming out." It's Slim Pickens, the Fourth of July weekend somehow, and uh, the first per or the Forever Purge. And I was like, "Grant and I have never seen a Purge movie before. This might be fun. We're gonna go see a movie, the fifth movie in a series we don't have." any connection to and it's like I, I wish we didn't i recommend uh avoiding this movie forever yeah purge forever after brother brother uh, nfaa ffaa don't tread on me don't <laughs>